Welcome back to another episode of Sweetness and Light, featuring me, Eric Mark, and uh, me, Justin, aka Justy. Uh, welcome back to episode 143, dude. Every time I see these numbers, I get pretty excited. You know, I cannot blame you. I mean, after all, this is this this means that we're almost a gross of shows <laughs> in more than one way, right? Well, we are we are certainly a gross show, but we're almost at a gross of episodes, which is which is you know an accomplishment. I think in broadcasting, that's uh, that's that's one of the, the the first big big milestones. It, it's it shows you've made it. Well, I uh, congratulations to us and uh, to our audience. And so, Eric, with that, I'm going to ask you, how are you today, dude? You know, I'm actually doing pretty well, thanks. It feels like uh, we're genuinely in the latter days of the uh, the, the COVID crisis. Um, it seems like, you know, the pandemic may be lifting, at least for those who have been uh, uh, fully vaccinated and even partially. Um, and uh, and glad to be a part of that tide. How about yourself? Oh, totally. I mean, it, it's been very crazy out here because I'd say even a month ago, we were still in this weird kind of in-between phase, but I really feel like they've put the gas on and it, it's starting to move forward here big time. Well, I guess that's what happens. You know, that may be the response to the uh, the, the pipeline attack and all the, and the gas being shut down. Now they, they, they put it back on. <laughs> well, now hang on. I do have a great story to that. So my dad FaceTimed with us last night and he goes, I've been reading that uh, Houston's under this massive gas shortage. Uh, <laughs> are you guys okay? And I'm like, no, we're not. He's like, Yes, you are. <laughs> Dad, we live here. No, we're not. There's not even a line. Like, you can get whatever you want. He's like, no, no. They did a special on Fox News, and you guys are definitely in a shortage, and you just must not know about it. <laughs> <laughs> if we know, don't know about it, is that a shortage? Uh, you know, great question. I don't know. It was just uh, these arguments to me are becoming so fun. Because they're so stupid that I just absolutely love them. I mean, th this sounds like a great show in itself. If you were just, you know, if you just hit record every time, uh, every time he calls. Normally, I would say yes, but typically my response is not witty or funny. It's usually just frustration, like, "Oh Jesus, Dad, come on!" You know, like <laughs> <laughs> it's not warm and jovial as I'm expressing it here. It's like, when are you? When the hell are you going to shut up? This is just getting stupid. All right, well that's fair. That's fair, but I mean, you you give it to the hands of a capable editor like Matt, and suddenly you've got uh, you've got liquid gold. You mean audio gold? I mean something. <laughs> well, you know, it's just par for the course with Dad. He, um, I don't think that conversation exceeded five minutes, but it was pretty close to it because I mean, he stood by his guns when I started stop talking about. It. He was like, "No, no, no, seriously, will you? Do you need gas tonight?" I'm like. Uh, no. Why don't you just, just drive by and, and let me know? Because there's one like a half mile from the house. I'm like, no, Dad, that's that's insane. He's like, no, I just need you to understand how bad the crisis is out there. I'm like, <laughs> I, I need you to understand. Stop getting your news from this source because it's not right. Plus, I've got a full tank of gas in the car. There's literally nowhere I could put. Are you suggesting I get some jerry cans full of gas? <laughs> yes. Well, so and, yes, and, 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 sure then, and, then and then resell them at a higher price. Well, so as the conversation started winding down, I figured out why he was doing it. It was his excuse to talk about how much he loves his Tesla. You know, <laughs> I, I don't need <laughs> gas. <laughs> so the whole twist on it was to, you know, incite me to go, man, I really need a Tesla. When in reality, I was like, 
Dad, you, your logic is flawed. <laughs> well, well done. I mean, a good attempt on Randy's part, uh, yes, to, uh, to to once again reshape the world in his image. And thank God it's not. I love the man, but um, we are a much better civilization people and world because it's not. Yeah. I mean, he has his own special qualities and, and uh, that make, you know, and, and having one of him is, 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 is a plus. Having too many of anybody would be... Uh, would, would, would be something you wouldn't necessarily want. That's true. Uh, my son, however, did get him back last night, not meaning to, but he looked at him, you know, because we're on Zoom, and he's like, or FaceTime, and was like, Baba, I, uh, why is your face a little saggy? <laughs> <laughs> my dad's like, my, my face isn't saggy. And, yeah, my, and Seth is just so great. He's like, yeah, it is. Look, on this side, it's a little saggy. I noticed, like, you're starting to get, like, this this thing on your neck. He's like, uh, uh, I have to go. <laughs> he dropped the call. And poor Seth had a complex afterwards. He's like, what? Did I say something wrong? I'm like, no, you said everything right. Thank you, son. <laughs> very, very sweet. I mean, that, that, that must have made uh, Randy very happy. Uh, happy would probably not be the face or tone that he expressed. Um, but if he was not, you know, if he was in a plastic surgeon's chair this morning, I would not be surprised. <laughs> <laughs> My uh, grandson says I need to get this sag taken care of. Can you please do something about this now? Sir, you have to schedule surgery. Yes, let's do it now. Um, that, that's not the way this works. But I'm a rich doctor. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's one of those moments where we just had one of those things that, again, that says, wow, is this a coincidence or are we living in a simulation? Because I just filled in just as we were starting uh, um, that I was a SAG member. You know, on on one of the uh, uh, the voiceover. Oh, uh, I hang on. Was this for um, a good audition? Are you excited about this one? one? Yeah, it wasn't for a uh, uh, specific audition. It was just for a uh, uh, for my agent. Okay, cool. Very exciting. Yeah. Now yeah. that that said, that said, I don't know if I mentioned I did I did shoot a uh, show over the weekend. That was uh, that was fun over at uh, at CBS Radford. For those of you who know the studios around LA. Well, I was going to ask you because we talked about it on another show very briefly, and I was curious. Um, you had said that you auditioned in your booth with your headphones on, and now you went there. Did they were they expecting you? Did they did you meet the look that they were going for? So they told you specifically when you you know when you arrive, you know, ready, be be ready for hair and makeup, and do not change your hair from what it looked like uh, in the audition. Uh, for example, if you had long hair, don't cut, don't choose this as the time to cut it off. And I took that to heart because it explicitly says that. And um, I get there, and it turns out they had seen me with the headphones, so they didn't realize quite how long my hair was. <laughs> and the guy had asked if I you know, wouldn't mind pulling it back somewhat, and I showed up without it pulled back, but I did bring a couple hair bands you know, to hold it back. Um, so the, uh, the hair person, yeah, she was a little bit confused. She's like, it says your hair is going to be pulled back, but it's – it's not. It's just very long. <laughs> and uh, I said, well, do what you have to do. You know, do what you do. Do what you have to do for it. And uh... <laughs> well, obviously it worked out. And I know you can't tell us much about it because it's going to air. But can you tell us, is, is it a game show? Is it a show? What is it? You know, I'm not really going to say anything. All right. Fair enough. Can we say when it's going to air? Do you know or no? I don't know. So I can't say All right. either. Most importantly, though, was it a fun thing to do? Absolutely. Fantastic. Yeah. Well, congratulations. And uh 
and I'm excited for when it airs. I think we all are. So keep us posted. I will. Thanks, buddy. So I appreciate that and appreciate the uh, uh, love and support of everyone in the community. No, I think it's really exciting. Now, is it starting to like is like entertainment just in general? Is it like does it feel like it's back on out there? I mean, is it is the spigot back on? Much, much more so than than it had been. So. Um, our, our good friend, other Eric, as you know, has been uh, doing some COVID compliance officering during this uh, uh, during this period. And um, he actually landed a two month gig where, you know, he's COVID complying or, or having people comply with COVID for, uh, you know, about five days a week and, you know, often uh, eight to eight to 14 hour days. I mean, it's uh, it's pretty intense. Um, but. At the same time, you know, they're ta- people are talking about how LA is going to open up fully in three weeks. I don't really know what that means, um, and absolutely, you know, a lot more things are shooting and stuff. And uh, it's interesting, you know, we all of us have to get tested, of course, before we uh, we show up on set, and uh, and and everyone's still wearing masks, and certainly all the production staff and stuff. But they're giving talent shields. And there's long periods where we have to go without masks to shoot and stuff. So it's uh, and it was much less. It was certainly just as rigorous, but much less intense, I would say, than it was uh, when I was shooting in November. Okay. Well, to that point, did they? Did you have to get a COVID test and show it to them, or? I feel like we're. I feel like. Uh, I feel like uh, we're, we're we're miscommunicating today because that's what I just said. Oh uh, yeah. Well, I think there's a delay in the system because I can't hear it. Sorry. Ah ah ah. Yes yes. So. Uh, yeah, you have to get tested within 72 hours before showing up, and uh, they provide the place, which in this case was a hassle. It had to do it at Universal City, which is a long way from where I live. Um, so I, I hop in an Uber, you know, go to Universal, find the find the room at the Universal Hilton. I'm out of there literally in, in seven minutes, and then take the Uber back. <laughs> now, is Universal open? Not the the studio, but I mean the actual park. Is that open yet? You know, Disneyland and Universal just opened in the last couple of weeks. Yeah, so I mean things are are very much open. Oh, that's awesome. Okay, cool. And my gym, like you know, uh, went from being very restricted access, like thirty seven people at a time when it when it first reopened a couple months ago, and lines out the door, and you couldn't come in until someone had left, till to uh, jacking it up to like eighty something a few weeks ago, to moving it to like. 180 or so this uh, past couple of weeks, which uh, which I assume is full capacity. Oh, dude. See, again, it went really quick, right? I mean, just go yeah. from yeah, 37 no to 180 yeah. in a couple of weeks? Well, I wouldn't say a couple of weeks, maybe about a month or so. Still, I mean, that's incredible. Yeah. Wow. Uh, one of the things that we found out here is that they, like, I mean, it's not the same as a set, but... Like, they, it's just the honor system. So, like, if you don't want to wear a mask, just don't. You know, like, if you're inoculated and you feel like you're good, then just go for it. It's a very it's a very different world. I mean, honestly, <laughs> it's kind of nice. Yeah. A different and better world. Yeah. I, it's one of those things that I honestly, you know, even a month and a half ago was starting to get skeptical how soon it would come back. But uh, I'm, I'm pretty excited. This is, this, is a, this is a very exciting time, I think. One of the best times. Absolutely. Now... The real test will be, is my father going to get inoculated ever? And I'm just going to place a bet on here where no. He's going to hold out for whole, you know, herd immunity no matter what happens. Can you, can you possibly try to find like a dose of, you know, of, of vaccine and slip it to him? 
It's difficult, right? Because he's not a heroin addict. I mean, so. it'd be very difficult to inject him without noticing, but maybe like, you know, like in the movies, like in a, in a drink, just put in his, in his, in his, uh, <laughs> his scotch. Hang on. If you could do that, I would be really pissed because I don't like getting shots. I don't mind them. But if I could have just, you know, taken a pill or put it into a drink and swallowed it, I would have much preferred that. I mean, I'm sure you could. I don't think it'd be effective though, right? I don't know. I think this is what we need to have an epidemiologist on. We need to have someone in here that that, that can explain this process yeah. to us. Why do you have to prick us every time, right? Yeah, I mean, if if people have a response to that and have some some prior you know professional professional knowledge or just a, a, a informed opinion or not, uh, you know, might mention on the Facebook page. <laughs> I will tell you, I'm getting kind of tired of uninformed opinions, <laughs> so. We're open to it, but uh, be prepared to be ridiculed if that's the case. Or say it so convincingly that we believe it. Oh, absolutely. It's like my brother this weekend went to a wedding, and they... they so he's now a big... He's a bigamist? Well, I was going to say he's a bigot, but no, he's not a bigamist. He... Uh, oh, not his own wedding. No, it was a friend's. He's, right. he's not doing the, the multiple wife thing, no. He is not a, a, a bigamist. However... As far as he you shows know. up at this wedding, well, yeah. I'm fairly certain he would have chosen by now. I think. I mean, at 38 or 39, however old he is, I you know, I think that decision's made by that point in time, don't you think? Absolutely not. I think, I think, I think the moment for bigamy, the the the, the longer you go in one marriage, the more likely that you are to to have, to have another. <laughs> See, I would say it's probably the opposite, right? That you would actually kind of say, "Look, I don't want another wife because that it's so much work. I'm just going to get out of this one and maybe get in another relationship." But two right now is, is just, it's too much for me. All right. I will give you that. <laughs> All right. So he shows up at this wedding and they asked everyone except for the bride and groom and the uh, direct bridal party to wear masks during the ceremony. And Lexi is out of her mask phase, I guess. She just doesn't want to wear masks anymore, which I don't blame her. But so Steve walks up to the usher and goes, listen, I'm a medical doctor and this woman is 100% exempt from needing a mask and they go this is a poor kid i don't he just described him as a kid so i'm assuming he's like maybe you know in his teenage years he goes listen you know i've been told not to let anyone in here and my brother goes listen did you go to medical school he goes no he goes thank you can you please show us to our seats and the guy did <laughs> so, wow 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 very atypical of steve but i definitely tip my hat because that's pretty impressive right well, yeah. I mean, I guess he's he's he learned a lot from the uh, the the Trump anti-vaxxer people. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, that's exactly how they would act, right? That's how. <laughs> I mean, he just pulled a Marjorie Taylor Greene. That's exactly what he did. Except the way Steve did it, I think, was a little bit more tactful and just a little bit more of a "Come on, guys, let me through," as opposed to you know. Latent disregard <laughs> yes. for anyone's health. So I don't know. Your judgment might be cl clouded, clouded by by brotherly love. But okay, I'll I'll, I'll give you that. All right, fair enough. I, I definitely, I will definitely say I'm not an impartial party in this one for sure, a hundred percent. Um, he did also have another good story. I guess this weekend, uh, they, I guess after the wedding, they came home on Sunday, and when they were talking, and, and their youngest son Tristan was there, and they go, you know, we're never going to get divorced, and Tristan. Looked at Steve, and he's like, I think four now, and goes, well, if you do, can I go with you, Dad? Wow. <laughs> Which I guess just set off a firecracker of emotion in their house. So, it went But I mean, that's, being, that's a huge compliment for Steve, right? A huge, but 
a massive slap in the face, perceptibly, to Lexi. And so their wonderful weekend was pretty much, the way my brother described it, put on pause as um, it was not a good good experience for them after that. Yeah, I mean, if, if, uh, if, 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 if the kid was thinking, he would have said, rather than so showing some bias like that, he would have just responded, well, you say that now. I gotta tell you, if a four-year-old is saying a statement like that, that is, screw school, go straight to Mensa, don't look back, and go do, go live your life. And that would be so comic genius that uh, I think you bypass all the rules of school, don't you think? Uh, I'm I'm absolutely for that. By the way, Mensa, come on. <laughs> are we? Is Mensa because you can buy your way in? Is that kind of why we're judging it right now? Is that what you're saying? No, I mean it's the top two percent of of IQs. I mean, is that is that Impressive. Even people who hate the one percent, you know, when it comes to wealth and income, restrict to the one percent, and and one percent isn't elite. I mean, it's like, if it, you know, to, to be like a you know a, a sports star or something, you have to be in the top zero 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 whatever, uh, you know, uh, percentage to in, in order to, to be like a world class athlete. I mean, being in the top two percent of anything, that's nice, but it's not. It's not. It's not particularly impressive. <laughs> Fair enough. If you're if you're one in fifty, that means you're the smartest kid in your in your you know your first grade class. So what? No, I hear you. I hear you. Very interesting take. I, not uh, and, and again, I it's not to dis, it's not to dismiss it's not to dismiss that, and everyone should strive for academic and intellectual excellence. Um, but if you're if you're at at the top two percent, you haven't quite got there yet. Okay, I, I definitely see your point and accept it because that's that's a pretty valid. You if you really want to be the top, I, I get either the being top in the top two percent. Yeah, not even. I mean, I, I, I would say in in anything, if you really, you know, if you truly want to be in the in the elite, you have to be several decimal points, you know, of a, a, a percentage, right? You should probably be point zero 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 one percent or something. For exa- for example, actually, like you know, so, some very highly intellectual people of of, of years gone by had suggested. They want to be in the one in seven billion club. So there's, you know, or, you know, one in a billion club. So there's only there's only seven of them in the world or eight, you know, right now, seven or eight, depending how you count. That's elite. <laughs> that, that is. But, but, but to put it in perspective, I mean, let, let's say like, you know, if, if there were if there was about seven billion people in the world, being in the top two percent means you're one of one hundred and forty million people. Is that impressive? No, no. Okay. That's that's like that's like you're 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 a citizen in a in a in a, in a fairly large country. <laughs> not Luxembourg, but a good size one. I hear you. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So I mean that 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 you know that's all again not to not to dismiss Mensa or or striving for academic achievement and or or excellence. It's just just that it's it's that's a low standard. There's a big How difference I... between between a just qualified for Mensa person and a uh, and 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 a well. The most intelligent person in Mensa, but I question whether that person would even join. <laughs> well, I, I would counter that by saying I bet a hundred percent they would join, because they would be the top in their mind. Usually, to get to that level, you've got to have obviously. Well, I brains. assume you are. You know, obviously, you're a top two percent intelligence. I, I are you? You're not a Mensa member, are you? And if you are, I apologize. I didn't mean to diss you, or you know, you know I didn't mean to diss anyone who's a member of Mensa. I mean, that's it's fine. It's fine if you, if that's how you choose to uh, uh, no. to, to, to recognize your own 
I'm not. Um, yeah. So why would you why would you think that anybody you know I mean why would you why would you suggest that someone else would? Well, this is why because if you can be the smartest one in that group and you've got because usually when it comes to intelligence you get a little bit of an ego usually and at that stage of the game you're feeding your ego in a smaller pool. You know what I'm saying? So you're recognized in the world because most people wouldn't look outside of that and say they, they think Mensa like oh there we go okay perfect. Well, I'm the smartest in Mensa, so feeding the ego of that as they work towards the next goal. Mind blown, I know, I know. No, I'm just, I'm just questioning why you wouldn't, you know, again, why wouldn't you want to be a member of the club of seven rather than the club of 140 million? Oh, I'm not disagreeing with you at all. I'm just saying there might be a case for it, that's all. I would totally be part of that. But again, I mean, it's just like, it, it, by that logic, why wouldn't you join Mensa? All right, fair. Because you presumably would be in the, the, the top tier of Mensa. And you too, my friend. Well, I appreciate that. Thanks. And to put it in perspective, though, you know, you need a top two percent. So you need a 98th percentile IQ test. But they will take a 95th percentile GMAT or MCAT or a lot, of, a lot you know, or, or, or even um, most uh, graduate school admission tests or standardized tests as the equivalent of 98th percentile. Because... People t taking those tests are already, you know, most of them already have a degree. It's self-selected, and they're probably already more intelligent than the average, certainly. So, again, a 95th percentile of most of those tests, the Mensa will accept as, as approximately equivalent to the 98th percentile of the general pop population. And that that means anybody who goes to, like, you know, a top-tier school, like, you know, whether it's for an MBA or for law or for medicine, uh, or any of these uh, professional degrees, or uh, you know, a, a lot, a lot of uh, advanced degrees. A hundred percent of those people would qualify for Mensa, off the bat. Yeah. Yes. So, again, <laughs> having been to you know to a a, a fairly well reputed grad school, I can tell you, <laughs> those there's a lot of smart people there, but there's some people who are. Um, <clears throat> Certainly not geniuses. I, I, that, that's yes. an interesting topic for a future uh, episode, and I'd love to hear what the audience thinks. You know, how do we define uh, a, an intellectual uh, genius? It certainly isn't by being a member of Mensa, because there's the, in, in, nobody thinks one in every 50 people is a genius. No, no, not even close. Maybe one in several hundred thousand. Yes. I Whereas I there, are, there are specific definitions, you know, in terms of IQ for things like moron and, and yeah, you know, as we've discussed previously, um, genius is a bit more amorphous. But I'll put just just, just for people testing themselves. So the, the cutoff for men's the top 2%, 132 IQ. Top 1% uh, for further knowledge is, is, is 138. Uh, John Sununu, uh, the, you know, the, the former governor and, and Reagan's chief of staff, uh, had a reported 180 IQ, which is one in three million. Then you're starting that's, to talk pretty smart. That's pretty smart. Yeah, th that's wicked smart. Yeah, I mean that's that's relatively intelligent. Now on that note, I'm going to wrap up today because I think this is a carryover. We'll, I think we should carry this over tomorrow too because I think it's such a great topic. Um, we covered quite a bit today, Eric. I want to say thank you to you to our audience, and I hope you guys had as much fun as I did today because it was a fun, crazy ride. And uh, thank you, Eric. Yeah, thank you, Justy. Thank you, audience, and. Uh, Stay smart.